0: Oh
1: listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. Hey everybody, it's Stefan.
2: And hey guys, it's Tony
1: and this is not a love song. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) uh well everyone you were in for a treat today we have a madonna podcast crossover event in store for you we are delighted to get together with wayne parker who hosts the madonna get together podcast welcome wayne hey
0: thank you thank you so
1: welcome much welcome wayne we're so excited so that you're glad on the show
0: and i'm so glad to be here
2: That's about Big time name. my goodness i know i know
0: it's <laughs> this is a time-consuming thing you guys know this Uh, it takes up a lot of time (laughs) and sometimes you're either you either have things scheduled and and you just do it or um well like I like to do I I'm just like yeah I haven't gotten to it yet and um yeah, I can wait another week before I record another well,
1: podcast. Well, see, that's you—you you fly solo on your podcast as a host, so um, Tony and I like yeah. to keep each other honest. Before we get into things, can, let's admire your wonderful Madonna shrine that you've got behind you. I, the, Thank you. Oh, yes, it's yes.
2: very impressive.
1: It's it's yes. so. Tell us about what's on the wall. The, I see squares. I've got
0: uh, my framed laser discs. So um, I didn't know that I could choose just album covers to put in there like so it was a vinyl album so i was like well there's not that many laser discs (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's not that many laser discs out so let me just put my and i'm not going to watch them i mean i have a laser disc player but i don't i've everything has been put on youtube since everything's Mm -hmm. been like converted to hd or
1: 4k it's such a chore laser discs you have to take them out flip them (sighs) over in order to to watch it's such a pain Um, (laughs) how they ever existed
0: intermission though
1: Yes, the true, true treasure
2: in all of the laserdisc releases, though, is the blonde ambition. One
1: hundred percent. Yeah. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And I see a little breathless Mahoney over. Actually, it's quite funny. I for a moment I didn't know if I was talking to Breathless because you've got your whole Breathless bouffant going on.
0: I know. I like to change up my style. You know, just just like Madonna.
1: Mm, it's it's quite well. Madonna never had a mustache though. That's the only. Well, didn't she? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, No, but it's quite good. Yeah. Like it's, it's that, uh, are you naturally curly? Like it's
0: no, I'm not. I, it's actually like a, more of a mullet. Oh yeah. I'm going for that, uh, Mm -hmm. that new
1: hipster look. Like it, like it. So, no, I'm not naturally
0: permed. I'm not naturally blonde either. So it's, it's, um, Shh, don't you know, tell anyone. No one will know. Neither, was, neither one was
1: Madonna. Okay. Yeah, so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, before we get into talking about Wayne in this podcast, just a smidgen about Wayne. He's originally from Richmond, Virginia, he's a Richmond, Virginia native. Who loves to sing karaoke? I've seen him on his Instagram. uh, That fantastic Madonna party—I was so envious I couldn't be there. Uh, He loves to visit Miami with his partner, and of course, since the wee age of ten years old, has been a Madonna fan. And I loved that you had to tell us you were ten when like a prayer came out because I was like, okay, you're you're aging, you're aging, me and Tony.
0: (laughs) Yes, I was showing my age, but I just. You know, it's it's a very defining moment. Thank you for that introduction. It, you know, it's very nice to hear and and get myself out there. And you know, it sounded very much like my grinder profile, but um, <laughs>
2: <I'm just kidding. laughs>
0: no, but like it's. I I think it's important to hear about people's ages because I I think that's something that is that I have come across when talking to other Madonna fans, and it it always happens around this age between like. I don't know. 9ish to like 11 or 12ish is when I start hearing people's stories of when they started getting into Madonna, regardless if it's like if it's from like a prayer or like a virgin mm-hmm. or um or like Ray of Light or music. So, it's always interesting to hear it's usually around the same time frame. Some people of course get into her younger, some people get into her older, but generally an average is around
1: that age. What about you guys? When did you you think well, ten, you think you? 10 you think 10 years old is the sweet spot for finding Madonna?
0: I think so. I think that's the time where you actually start acknowledging other things that exist outside of this um, toys. Toys and cartoons. You you, mm-hmm. you start realizing like you start looking at what is it that seems more mature because mm-hmm. you start feeling like you're more mature and Madonna was Definitely mature uh or helping oh, that, was mature. A, that was adult <laughs>
1: content for sure. Yeah. That was uh that was far beyond the care bears. Exactly. Yeah, I'd say
2: I was like nine or ten, and it was not just Madonna, it was um leaving all that childish stuff just to like embrace MTV, like right. one million percent just watching it nonstop as much as I could.
0: And then when I hit thirty I went back to Getting into cartoons again and toys yeah, right. like He-Man and things like that.
2: So, isn't it great that you didn't like have to deal with that as a kid? Now you can like you know appreciate it as an adult. You know,
0: I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's the best thing about being an adult. I can do whatever I want. I can I can buy as much memorabilia as I want. I'm not restricted. Well, I mean, sort of restricted by allowance. Well, you don't want to
1: bankrupt yourself. Exactly. Obviously you've got a mortgage now, so you want to. Exactly. (laughs) Well, since we're looking back, uh, Wayne, tell us about your Madonna
2: journey. Like what are some of the first impressions you had of her, how she came into your consciousness, how you began to appreciate her as an artist and like as one of your people, you know?
0: Um, yeah, well I think Madonna was sort of always there when I was a child because uh my oldest sister, she's about three and a half years older than me. And she was really into the whole first album, like uh like a virgin era. She was wearing the lace gloves, the the hair. She was stuff. a wannabe. She was a wannabe. Oh,
2: you're um, so lucky you had a Madonna wannabe in house.
0: <laughs> and we're forbidden <laughs> to listen to Madonna, that was the thing. Like uh, my mother Forbid us to listen to it, and I remember being in um, me and my sisters. We had rooms that were beside each other, and I didn't like to sleep alone, so I would sneak into their room. And my sister was singing like a virgin because it was on the radio, and I'm like, "Oh, you can't! You're not allowed to sing that." And she's like don't why did me, your don't mom
1: not want you to listen to Madonna? Like, what was she telling you?
0: Um, she's Satan.
1: I, she's you can't listen to her. She's evil. My mom would bounce back and forth all the time about like what
0: what. She was serious about us not doing and doing, you know, we always had the, uh, when Michael Jackson came out with Thriller, she made us burn any merchandise that we had of him. And, you know, she became like, she'd be like religious one day. And then like now she's all into like tarot reading and crystals and she's very open and accepting. She's been enlightened.
2: Mm -hmm. She saw the ray of light. She has.
0: Has their own separate journeys, and and she was on hers. Uh, but I, it never stopped us. That was the thing. Uh, my cousin, who always used to come visit us every summer, she was really big into the whole like True Blue, Who's That Girl era. So, mm-hmm. like Madonna was always in my consciousness, uh, regardless if I wanted to see it or not. Because um, you know, at those those times, people only had like one TV, so we only right. watched what the oldest demanded that we all watch. So it was either mtv watching madonna music videos or watching a madonna movie
1: um hey that's not a bad childhood you know i mean come on i'm not complaining far worse (laughs) you could have been in a you could have grown up in a sports family or a chuck norris family oh god
0: (laughs) i I grew up in both my dad was a huge (laughs) Chuck norris fan huge bruce lee fan and my mom and dad loved watching football and um i ended up playing two seasons of football before I knew better. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I finally accepted Madonna as <laughs> as the, like, holy grail, so to speak, is during the Like a Prayer era. Like, I remember hearing Like a Prayer on the radio and not knowing who sang it and just loving the song. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I saw – and that's when I started watching MTV more. Um, and, of course, I was gayer than I knew because I was obsessed with Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why, wh- why not right
1: yeah i mean <laughs> uh
0: but i remember seeing the commercial for the um madonna express yourself video and i remember thinking like oh that's not madonna that kind of looks like cindy lapper because cindy Lauper had um i drove all night at the yep. time that was her mm-hmm. single and she looked very similar where she was like naked in the street like rocking back at the fourth with the blonde hair and um but i just remember seeing that commercial on mtv and saying i have to record this video so um our family was out. We were in walking distance to a, a a park where my sisters played softball. And I'm like, I have to wear a watch that day. I have to get home because I have to record this because in those days you couldn't
1: just. Event television. You had to be there. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't couldn't DVR.
0: Nope. Um, so I had to be there and I had to press record. So I had to make sure I had a a tape ready to do, do everything. And I still had that that very recording on VHS and that video was like an enlightenment to me because I saw the artistry I heard the music um the vision the man. it was just like yeah come on <laughs> that too <laughs> hey without the heart there could be no understanding between the hand and the exactly. mind exactly but yeah that was that was the
1: catalyst so you've you, you became a Madonna fan have you been able to see her perform did you like were you one of those people that got to go see her at blonde ambition
0: no that that's actually i i spend a a whole episode talking about that um my mom wouldn't take me by this time she was kind of like didn't really care that i was listening that anyone was listening to madonna she didn't really she didn't like how madonna performed where wearing just corsets and grabbing her crotch and things like that Mm. um Mm. but i remember (laughs) talking to her and saying like hey she's playing in DC and you know, like I live in Richmond and she, she's like, and I said, it could be for my birthday present because it happened in July and that's when my birthday is. And she, she was like, okay, well I'll think about it. And you know what that no. means when parents say, I'll no. think about it.
1: No. So Sorry. the time no. comes
0: and it, and, and then nothing comes of it. And I, I was just like devastated because tickets at that time and like a nosebleed section was like 30 bucks. And she's like, yeah, well, I can't afford cheap. it. I can't afford it. Um, cut to Christmas of that same year. And in all of our stockings, we got new kids on the block tickets.
2: No. The wound. I
0: was so ungrateful. Not shame. I was so ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is I, I asked to go see Madonna and I can't, and I'm not, I'm not going to see this. And um, I just remember being so ungrateful and so mad at my mom for that. And I kind of still give her a hard time about it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's of course water under the bridge now, but
1: yeah, um, <laughs> you you have seen Madonna though.
0: Yes, my first time seeing Madonna was for Drowned World Tour in DC.
1: Good show to see. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, and so I saw it twice. I saw her both nights that she was in in DC, and it was my first time seeing her. I was so excited. It was most incredible show. Um, of course, that was before I knew she made fans wait like three hours mm-hmm. to see a show. <laughs> I don't think she came on until like 10 o'clock, 10.30, and that that's actually generous from <laughs> <It>, um, <laughs> Madonna, but she also requested there be no air conditioning on. So yeah. we're waiting three hours sweltering in, in like this heat of the arena.
2: Highly demanding technical elements. I'm sorry. I you know. Just, I forgave how- her. That's how you learn. <laughs> yeah. That's how you learn. <laughs>
0: um and then I I've, I've seen her on every show since then except Sticky and Sweet.
2: I love how um you know after your blonde ambition debacle thanks to your mother, uh, you know, no small thanks to your mother. Uh <laughs> suddenly you 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 had maybe a small sliver of a chance to see the girly show and um there was no news available, you know, publicly. So what did you do? You, you, you called Liz Rosenberg. Please tell <laughs> our listeners, um, especially the ones who haven't heard your show. I mean, tell us that story because I think it's it's brilliant.
0: So when I was like 14 or 15, when Erotica and the announcement of Girlie show and my stepmother had said – yeah, you and your stepbrother seem to like, like her and want to go see her. I'll take you if, if she you plays in D.C. seem to like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
0: and she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you if she's playing in D.C. She goes, find out when the concerts are and let me know, and I'll get tickets. So I'm like, of course, Go looking at um, watching MTV endlessly to see if they make announcements of tour dates like they used to do. Um I'm you know, you can't check a website and all I could do is um you know, Ticketmaster wasn't like the conglomerate that it is now. So I mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know who to call to get tickets. So you call either is she gonna play at a stadium or an arena, you you don't know. So you can try calling those places. Um but they had no record of it. So I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call Maverick Records and I'm gonna speak to Madonna. <laughs> So I look on the back of the erotica CD. It tells you the address of Maverick Records. So all you have to do is call four one one and say, "I need the number for Maverick Records." Here's the address, and you know they charge you for it, but um, they'll it give was you the worth number it. to it. Yeah, yeah. And so I call Maverick Records, and I say, "Yes, I'd like to speak to Madonna, please." And I don't know what I sound like because, you know, I'm at that age where my voice is kind of changing, but it's not. So you're, you, you know, you kind of either sound like a child or you sound like your mom when yeah. you're at this age. <laughs> and the woman was just like, uh, what, what is this for? And I said, I'd like to find out information about her tour. She's like, you're just going to have to call her publicist and here here's her name and number. And at this this point in time, I don't know the relevancy and importance of Liz Rosenberg. Like I don't really Mm. know who she is. I don't even really know what a publicist is at this, this point in time in my life. And so I call her. And she's just like, but
1: how can we just pause for one yes. second? I love the nerve of the woman <laughs> answering the phone at Maverick, just giving you Liz Rosenberg's phone number. Like she, she wanted to hand it over. She's like, I can, yeah, she's like, I her. don't, I don't have the energy to deal with these crazy Madonna fans. And here's Liz Rosenberg. Let <laughs> let that lady deal with this instead. But like, she, I can't imagine that she was really supposed to do that.
0: I like, I have no idea. Maybe she was she's new. And she's like, Oh, Madonna. I'll, I'll, not even like she didn't I'll give me you. to you're right. Or, or her
1: assistant or anything like that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you have Liz Rosenberg's number and
0: so I you call, her call her
1: and I, I say,
0: and she's like, yeah.
1: So she answers the phone. She Is it, answers direct the phone. Line?
0: it was a direct line to Liz Rosenberg. Oh, <laughs> she answers the line and she's just like, very like New York, like very blunt and straightforward. She's like, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I and I'm like a child. I'm like, uh, uh, I just, I'm trying to find out information about Madonna's store. We don't know yet. We don't know. We just have a little London show. And like that, that's like, she goes, check back with me like next week. Um, <laughs> and so I was afraid to call her again, because I'm also like an <laughs> introvert who gets extreme anxiety when I have to like, Call people and talk to them, especially, well, like especially if it's like 15. a
1: confrontation like this. Yeah. If this woman's yelling, at you. did she even ask who you were?
0: No, not at all.
1: So she just answers the phone bluntly. You ask her the question, and she's just giving you information without even knowing who you are.
0: Yes. This was the because 90s, she's probably and answering gentlemen. the
1: phone, yeah, she's probably <laughs> answering the phone like a switchboard all day, you yeah.
0: know,
2: and just like, yeah, okay, all right, all right, I'll call you back, all right, all right, yeah, the, no, I don't know what she's doing, you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is this c n n yeah,
2: <laughs> so did you call her back a week later, because she's the only thing standing between you and information on the girly show,
0: right, and so i I was very insistent, I had her number down, and so I told my stepmom and I'm like, yeah, you got to call this woman and and she'll know the information. So, can you call her and find out? And I'm thinking like maybe this is the woman you call to get tickets. I don't like I don't know. Um, I'm sure in, in some way you you probably could, but I didn't know that method at that point in time. But yeah, and so my stepmom calls her like a week later. And I think that's when we got the news like, yeah, DC's not on the list and we don't know what the closest place is going to be. And of course it, it only ended up being what the three locations in
1: mm-hmm. the U
0: S. Um,
1: so, so wait, so Liz gave you more information. Like you, she, <laughs> you spoke, she spoke to your mom and she was,
0: yeah, she spoke to my stepmom and I asked her, I was like, well, what did she say? What'd she say? And she's like, yeah, DC's not going to be on the, on the
1: list. So wow. my things have changed so much since those days where like now you can't get information no matter how hard you try it. I mean no, we've tried like back- we've tried <laughs> contacting Madonna's people multiple times and they won't even return an email. I know and look at him. I mean like Liz so, Rosenberg
2: was basically a family friend at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: so, like,
0: i I'm I'm still baffled by it when I think back on it. But I never forgot that name because that name has come had come up multiple mm-hmm. times throughout, mm-hmm. you know, like me being a fan. I'm like, oh, I talked to her.
2: That's crazy. I mean, that's basically your part of your Madonna journey. So after <laughs> yeah. the, so when you did after after all this, you know, and then you see the girly show, and so then how how did your opinion of Madonna change? Because then it's it's suddenly a more grown up uh, point of view, and you you really can't stay a younger, you know, more childlike Madonna fan without having gone through that. Right. You know,
0: I, I think, you know, Erotico was a very important, you know, part of her career. And I think with me going through that era as someone who is going through puberty and, and growing and, and realizing, you know, that you're gay or that you're, you're actually kind of into this, like, Sexualized <laughs> stuff. Like, I mean, the
2: sleaze of music, mom. <laughs> the, the amount of
0: times pause was worn out on my VCR from watching the erotica video, from watching mm-hmm. the Express Yourself video. You know, Justify My um, Love. Well, that. Would, well, I I never got to see that. And I think I saw that first when I was like six. And it came out when I was like 13, 12 or 13. yeah,
2: because it was forbidden. It
1: was forbidden.
0: <laughs> yeah. You had to be eighteen to buy it because it had the parental advisory sticker on right. the. You cassette. had to.
1: You were wrapping it in newspaper to bring it into your house yeah. at sixteen. Well, my like,
0: sister, I think mom, my it's the Bible.
1: It's yeah. the Bible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's research for a school project. <laughs> but I, I think that I, my opinion didn't really change. I think my opinion just evolved with her. Like my fandom yeah. evolved. From the like a prayer, you know, through the, the whole like blonde ambition, through erotica, um, just seeing how things play out. And she always had these moments where she made people like her again before she'd go off and, and do this uh-huh. wild and crazy mm-hmm. thing that everyone thought. So, you know, like she had just done Just Find My Love, but then the next summer – she's doing a league of their own is out in theaters and everyone goes to go see it. And they're kind of like, Oh my God, so she's,
1: she's in a paisley dress in a, in a, in a field with the wind blowing. <laughs> it's the, this used to be my playground. It's so cute. And there well, was and a key what, moment in the game. And, and then, that's what we, yeah, exactly. And,
2: and you know, and then what if, yeah, suddenly um, she knew,
1: look, she knew how to soften things after like her team must've been like Madonna, you went a little too far. Let's soften it up a little bit.
0: Yeah. And very smart. It's a very smart business. I, I think she's a very smart businesswoman, um, and you know the, that kind of goes into the reason why I didn't see sticky and sweet, and I wasn't into um, hard candy as much as um, why as, not?
2: Not enough business for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think
0: it was too much business. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> M. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dollar. <laughs> I I think that you know, there's times where she makes decisions that are artistic but she knows that there's an opportunity there so Mm -hmm. um hard candy is one of those for me where i think she saw an opportunity to try to be more mainstream and and reach a younger audience which she did which i think has brought up a new generation of fans too like i think that was a, a pivotal moment in her career to do that um and i think that's those are where i get into those do I still follow along? Am I still, am I still kind of on this Madonna journey? And I'm like, okay, I can overlook that. And I just move past it. And then mm-hmm. it's kind of like a dip in the the spectrum there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to set this one out. I'll see yeah. you
2: next
0: time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so you're as a Madonna fan, you're, you do have a Madonna journey, but your Madonna journey led you to deciding to host a Madonna podcast. Tell us, because Tony and I know this all too well, tell us what it was lo- like for you and why you decided to get started doing a Madonna podcast. What was it about Madonna that led you to podcasting?
0: Um, that is a very good question. I, I Before I decided to start, I had never really listened to a podcast. Um, my partner, Oz, he would listen to uh, The Feast of Fun and RuPaul's, um, podcasts and I'd hear them in the background, but I was mm-hmm. never really into it. Um, and I think it was like through one of the Madonna, um, fan boards on, uh, or mess- uh, fan groups on Facebook. Um, and then I saw the ad for, uh, the inside the groove for the Vogue mm-hmm. episode. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me go, ch- let me go check this out. Let me go see what it's what it's going to say. And it blew me away. There was, there was so much in there that he, that I knew that he mentioned that it was kind of like, it's great to hear another Madonna fan acknowledge that they heard certain elements from other songs. And mm-hmm. I never really had that growing up. I never really had another Madonna fan that I could connect with. And I had never like been able to just geek
1: out and just talk about Madonna. Mm-hmm
0: and then I was and we like, all
1: need we all need that in our lives by the way
0: 100% if you
1: don't have that in your life you yeah thank, thank thankfully there's podcasts right? like ours <laughs> and created it, out of necessity <laughs>
0: <yes>. <laughs> and it honestly is it, yeah. it is needed it is needed in our community in our in our Madonna fan community um, mm. but I I start when I heard him say that and based on what I was hearing when I hear my partner listening to podcasts. I'm like, maybe I could do something like this. I I know a lot of knowledge. Um, and you know, what else could I, I'm not sure what I'd be able to offer, but I'm sure I could talk about different things like tours, costumes, albums, whatnot. And so as I'm kind of stewing on this idea, I start researching. I was like, well, I should probably see if there's other Madonna podcasts out there. Um, and lo and behold, there was quite a plethora of them and I mean, you know, if you include inside the groove, I, mm-hmm. I think I counted four at the time. It was It wasn't
2: always like that.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but I I came into the Immaculate Podcast with Steven and the all I want to do is talk about Madonna and mm-hmm. you guys. And the thing that stood out about you guys I saw is like, check out our interview with Donna Delore. And I'm like, What? What? <laughs> Donna DeLore? <laughs> I gotta listen to that one. Um and I think I I started with Donna Dory and Nikki and then went backwards and started you guys. That's at a the great beginning. place
1: to start. One hundred
0: percent, the best place to start. And so as I'm listening and I'm like, well, I got to listen. I got to hear what they're doing. Are they, you know, is what I'm thinking going to be the same exact thing, or is it going to be different, or how is it going to be? And I start listening to you guys. I start listening to all three of them at the same time, and then also inside the groove. And I'm like, I'm not doing this, like. <laughs> they are someone's got it someone's holding down the fort i don't need to do this but more i thought about it like it never left my mind and then one drunken night i'm <laughs> sitting in the back of an uber and i'm like i'm gonna message steven from the immaculate podcast and i send him this long-winded 10-page evita letter style letter um <laughs> about like i want to do this and here are the things I want to say. And here's what, and, and he was so nice. And his response, because, you know, I'm sending this while I'm drunk. I don't even, I remember sending it and saying some things, but I don't remember exactly what I said.
1: And right. you're, you you do not remember quite the level of coherency you were right. at when you were actually writing this,
0: but luckily it was documented. And I, <laughs> you know, he was really sweet and he's like, well, you, you know, if you're really serious about this, I can definitely share some information with you. Give me your email and I'll do it. And I'm like, um, okay. And I was like, I'm sorry. I sent this like when I was drunk. And then he sent me like a bullet pointed instruction of like, here's the mic you want to use. Here's the programs I use. Here's.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I just think about it more and more. And then I found a, um, this one Madonna friend that I had met in the past few years. And I was like, would you want to do the show with me? And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well at least, can you come on for like, the, the first few episodes we'll sit in a room, we'll just record for like four hours and I'll split them up into episodes. He's like, fine, I'll do that. Um, that's yeah, so a time I,
1: commitment. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of people, you know, to get a partner in crime to do it every week or every two weeks or something. It's, uh, it's a, uh, you know, and you I, guys... I, have to beg, I have to beg Tony all the time to keep doing oh. it with me. <laughs> no, I mean,
2: yeah, you know, sometimes you get the jitters like an hour before you record, but otherwise, it's, yeah. it's so much fun, and and you want it to keep going.
0: Yeah, and I know that you guys probably experience this, but you know, if I don't have a guest for my show, then I have to think about, okay, well, I'm gonna, am I doing this one alone now? Um, mm-hmm. And which I. I prefer not to do because the reason why I you know it never left my head and I wanted to continue to do this podcast and the reason why I still continue to do it is that whole connection with another Madonna fan. It's Mm -hmm. it's like hey, let's talk about this album and talk about. Everything I thought about it, I thought about when I first heard it. And you talk about everything that you thought about when you first heard it. And, you know, of course, I try to make sure I insert some facts, some background context. Not everyone knows everything surrounding some albums. Uh, Mm -hmm. Funnily enough, um, one of my friends was listening to uh, one of my earlier podcasts, but I happened to mention the sex book party, but I just called it a sex party. And he heard that and he had no idea. He's like, Madonna had a sex party? What? Was there like orgies and stuff that happened there? And uh, <laughs> then I told him, just go watch the girl show and he'd find out. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: but it, yeah, I, I think that was that's just it for me is being able to connect with a Madonna, another Madonna fan and something that um, Steven had said from the Immaculate podcast uh, a while back when we were talking. He's like, you realize how small the world really is. Because there's so many Madonna fans around the world, but it, when you start talking to them and connecting with them, you, you have this kind of Madonna language. It's it's its own speak, right? Like I could mention some random quote, you're you're going to get it, right? Um, so having that connection with another Madonna fan is why I do it and why I continue to do it. Cause I just love talking to other Madonna fans and, and making new friends.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a bonus. We, you know, I didn't realize it until halfway through. I was like, wow, all these amazing people from all over the world that I wouldn't know ordinarily, you know, just in my regular life. And, you know, now we have this like ongoing dialogue and it's about Madonna and it's never boring. It's always something different. And it just continues to keep going. Um, and because of these podcasts, then we just kind of like cast a wider net. And mm-hmm. um, I love that, but I'm, I love your podcast, but I'm always curious about how you come up with the format and how you decide um, how to shape each episode because they're each one is unique from the next. It's really cool. You know, you kind of never know what the next one's going to be, where it's going to come from. Right.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I, I, I have an idea in my head of what I want to do and it's it's really just to go through the chronologi- the chronologically, how do you say this? Chronologically. Chronology. Yeah. Chronologically. Or discography. <laughs> let's, let's say it that way. Um,
2: Trajectory.
0: Just, yes. Uh, just going through album and era and talking through that and what I typically have a problem with is going off topic and off track a lot. So, you know, you know I'll tell someone like, Yeah, you know, it'll probably take like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And then there are times when I've spent four hours
1: just talking to someone.
0: And I'm like, oh, Oh, it's 3 a.m. Oh, my God. That's a long time.
1: (laughs) We won't be talking with you that long today, Wayne.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, when you listen to a show, you realize that they go on these tangents and you get some really well-formed thoughts that like kind of have you rethinking how you thought about certain things, at least for me.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem I have with Madonna podcasts, any of the Madonna podcasts that are out there is, including our own, is whenever I'm listening to them, the moment somebody starts talking about a certain thing, like Wayne, you were I was in advance of this, I was listening to the one episode where you talked about deeper and deeper, and you're talking about the, one of the Deeper and Deeper remixes and I was like oh my god that's right I love that remix and I had to stop the podcast and go listen to the remix because I was like I need to hear that right now and then that, that's what happens like sometimes I'll just forget to go back to an episode because I'm like all of a sudden now I'm down the Madonna rabbit hole and I'm listening yeah. to the Deeper and Deeper remix and then that leads me to something else and that leads me and I was like what were I doing before I started this five <laughs> hours ago and I'm like oh right I was listening you know and then it's like you start listening again and something else detracts you and it's just yeah a, But yeah, I, by the way, I totally agree. I love the thing about those remixes because you get to hear the different portions of like Madonna singing the high part, Madonna singing a low part, you know, like some of the harmonies, some of the melodies. It's like, I love how they used to break those parts up.
0: You know, one of the things I I pointed out in one of the episodes is in physical attraction in one of the remixes, she sings, um, one of the the verses in like a different melody and, Mm. She does that live in one of the live performances when she was doing her tour. And I just love in the older style of remixes where they would bring different parts to the front.
1: Well, since you you brought up remixes, what do you feel about uh, any of your thoughts about the upcoming 50 remixes of Madonna? I'm
0: honestly excited by it. I like that she's doing something different with an older project rather than just referencing herself again on a new song Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm. because she loves to do that. But it's it's cool to hear – and I don't know if she's teasing us with clips of some of the remixes. I think there was one out there for Express Yourself, but then someone stated, oh, no, this is a a fan remix that someone did. Mm -hmm. Here's the link to it on SoundCloud. And I'm like, oh, well, it was actually a pretty decent remix. So is she – redoing them is she going to these fans and then having their tracks lifted so it could be like on her
1: new album like, i doubt I don't it because know. then she'd have to pay them
0: mm-hmm. well i mean she's got money
1: <laughs> and she doesn't like to spend it
0: <laughs> except when she's Celebrating her daughter's birthday going to going say, the twins the
1: and... twins need kickboxing lessons she ain't going to be <laughs> paying the for the remixes but yeah i am i am i'm curious to see what she does with the remix project too it'll be fun to sort of see if she resurrects some of those like ancient remixes like the deeper and a deeper and deeper remix and yeah uh, or like, you, how, what exactly what she does with right. the remixes? It'll just be fun to hear.
0: Are you Are you hoping or thinking that she's just going to pull a bunch of remixes that have already been done? Or yes,
1: yeah. Okay, I don't think we're gonna get new remix. Maybe, mm. maybe we might get uh like the tony and i have talked about it we might get tweaks of remixes where like how they redid immaculate collection where it was right. like sort of newish but not but i can't imagine that they're commissioning brand new remixes for some of the old songs i well, would she, love if they did
0: well, she re- re-recorded frozen right with sway lee
1: is that right. for the 50 remixes or is I I I I feel like there's a lot of stuff bubbling around that we don't really know what's happening.
0: Right, because next year is one of the anniversaries for Ray of Light, so maybe she's preparing it for that or yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Tory Lanes, maybe there'll be a Tory Lanes duet <laughs>
1: on the Oh yeah. <laughs> collaboration <laughs> into the view. Tour, yeah. yeah. I'd actually like that. I I mean, you know, why not? Just embrace it, girl, and just make him pay you a bunch of money. So. hmm Exactly. Um, as a Madonna podcaster, you must have experiences with fellow Madonna fans. Tony and I have had our fair share of highs and lows over the, <laughs> the past four years. What's your experience as a Madonna podcaster with fellow Madonna fans?
0: To be honest, I will say it's mostly been positive i have not experienced anyone like and i encourage every anyone that you know doesn't i mean they don't have to agree with my opinion of it but if if i gave a wrong fact or um something like that i mean go ahead and dm me correct me i'll i'll post a update when i make my next episode um Mm -hmm. i don't mind that but i i honestly mostly have just gotten love like people will send me long messages. Oh my gosh, thank you. I was just on a long train ride and I was listening to your mm-hmm. podcast and help it not suck so bad. And, and like, I'm thinking my podcast did that. Like it's,
2: I know. it's <laughs> very
0: like, uh, you know, humbling to say the least to hear people talk that they actually like your podcast and hearing you talk. Cause when I listen back, I hate how I sound. I hate, <laughs> that i mess things up and i hate the editing process because i'll spend like four hours editing a half hour just because i'm trying to take out like ums and ahs um and that has actually (laughs) exacerbated after i got a review on apple podcast that i use too many ums and ahs and um,
1: never read the reviews on apple podcast those (laughs) trolls are terrible (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the only time I experienced like
0: the hate or the low was someone leaving a one star podcast, mm-hmm. uh, one star review on Apple podcast and saying how I use too many ums and ahs
1: but, oh, so or,
0: or saying like, you know, the other podcasts do it better. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. But <laughs> this is what I got. I'm just I'm just doing this set of a spare bedroom of of my house. I'm not, you know, I'm not making any advertising dollars or anything like that. Right.
1: So, you know, right. it, we're not Carrie Bradshaw it in just like <laughs> that. Someone, someone isn't producing us in a wonderful studio. You know, it's
0: speaking me. of. I'm looking at one of its
1: stars right
0: now.
2: Oh, oh yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yes. Oh, yeah. You like, know. yeah. First thing I thought of was this Che Diaz on, <laughs> on the.
0: Wall. She's right behind you. Right there yeah. behind you. Yeah.
1: that's. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 for, I forget all the time that I was on the show. You know. Mm. Uh, no, when, uh, when I oh, saw thanks, that, I was thanks. like, wait a minute.
0: I got to go back and rewatch that and like pause it and get to the Link and you'll and... miss it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so I... cool, though that's one of the great things about that show is like watching f- it's like where's Waldo stuff in addition, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say, Wayne, it, it's totally about f- it. i it's such a rewarding feeling to know that someone is, you know, listening to your show and it's, you know, it's such a good time in the same way as when you're listening to someone else's show. And that's where it like really gets me where I'm like, well, I'm doing this for someone that is, you know, someone has done this for me and I love that that continuing cycle, you know.
0: Right. And it's you know, it's it's very rewarding um and and I would say the reason why I got so I I mean I don't want to say offended because I wasn't really offended by any low comments, but it was just more of surprising because I had no other reviews. (laughs) So I just had these two to go by and I'm like, God, I knew it, I suck. And then you start Uh, thinking about like, oh I'm not gonna continue, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I just I you know, you, you don't have that emotional energy to mm-hmm. if, if all you're going to hear is negative feedback, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not as strong as Madonna. Um,
1: no, but that's, what I was going to say, Madonna, it has taught us all the lessons of if people kick us down and trash talk yeah. us and tell us that we're no good and we need to go away. She just picks herself back up, dust herself off and says, you know what? Fuck off. I'm going to do whatever I want and you're just going to have to deal with it. And
0: mm-hmm. she picked herself up by her bra straps Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let them down occasionally. Yeah, and uh-huh. look,
1: you keep on going, and right. you keep on podcasting, and that's the important thing. It's like don't ever let anybody tell you that you shouldn't do something that you love to do. Right. And,
0: and my mantra has been like, "Hey, listen, if you like it, you like it, and if you don't, you know, trip the station, change the channel."
1: Yeah. Thank- oh, gotta love a Madonna pun. Well, yeah. and also, like Tony and I always say to each other, is you know, we didn't know what we were doing when we started podcasting, and if you listen to like the first fourteen episodes of season one, it's like. Wow, we really didn't know what we were doing. But, you know, we, we grew as podcasters. We grew, uh, you know, like as producers and. We found we, our voice.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> we we came into our own. And I think, you know, you can't do anything unless you practice. And how else are you going to practice unless you just do it, you know? And mm-hmm. so. Exactly. It, but, so it's like, yeah, keep going, Wayne.
2: Don't, Thank don't you. let those
1: people, don't let yeah. those one stars tear you down.
2: So, Wayne, like in, you know, encapsulated form, how do you explain Madonna to and her legacy to like a younger fan base, or those stubborn youngsters that just refuse to accept that anything came before their generation?
0: <laughs> that I mean, that's very difficult. I just I think I've gotten to the point where it's like I try to think back when I was either at that age or I, or I kind of felt that immaturity level where. You know, I might talk bad about another artist or try to put Madonna above them. So, well, I mean, and rightfully so, but trying to have that empathy for that other person and thinking about, (laughs) you know, they just, they just don't know they weren't there. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, you you could explain it over and over again, but um, sometimes you just know that you're not going to reach them. So Mm -hmm. I don't bother Mm -hmm. trying because
2: i mean that's a good way to put
0: it yeah uh, i mean i have some friends that are like that Uh, my friend that had started listening to the show he couldn't stand madonna anytime i mentioned her anytime they start playing (laughs) her at the club he would walk off the dance floor and you know those are
2: valid voices too though you know we need (laughs) to know where they're coming from
0: um and
1: keeps us grounded yeah Mm -hmm.
0: but i you know i i think as he started supporting me and doing this podcast. He's learned a lot and he's kind of come around. He was at the party. Um, the Madonna party. Yeah, can
1: parade. we can we talk about your Madonna party for just a oh, second? Yeah. So I, I got to this was the Madonna party. I was like, oh my God, I'm so jealous oh, yes. I'm not at this party. So tell us about the party real quick. It was what was it in honor of?
0: It was called Twas the Night of a Thousand Madonnas. <sighs> And it was a Madonna Christmas party. It was just a Madonna oh, themed right. Christmas party. So I I didn't see the need to just I just didn't want to have, just have people come over um, and just do a Christmas celebrate party. the ber- celebrate um,
1: Christmas again. How how boring? <laughs> Christmas again? <laughs> I know and, uh, again.
0: Like a few years ago, our friends Molly and Kelly they had a Lady Gaga Christmas party, and they called it um, Wigmas, and. You had to dress up as a Lady Gaga character. And I did the American Horror Story Roanoke Lady Gaga.
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. the tree lady? Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked ridiculous. Better than, the, better than the meat dress Lady Gaga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just thought it was like the best time. And we did Lady Gaga karaoke and, you know, Lady Gaga music was just playing. And it alternated between Christmas music and Lady Gaga. And I was like, I want to do this for Madonna. And, you know, cut to three years later and I, I was like, let's have a Madonna party. At this point in time, I think COVID cases weren't on the rise again and I yeah. don't think Omicron happened yet. And I was like, okay, I'll invite the people that, you know, I'm, that are in my close friend circle and um, and everyone's good sports. Even the people that I invited that I knew weren't like huge Madonna fans and don't really like her dressed up to the nines and Madonna mm-hmm. costumes. And it was like the well, best.
1: Hey, with, with enough Champagne Rosé, you can get into singing a Madonna song. <laughs> you right? can get
0: into the groove.
1: It must be the Tanqueray. They're about to go astray. I mean, anything, just get them on board. Uh, but yeah, it did It look fantastic because you were, you were posting a bunch of Instagram stories. And I was l- looking at this. I'm like... I'm having a boring night in the suburbs. Where is this party? I need to get <laughs> no, there <right>? immediately.
0: <laughs> if I knew any other like Madonna fans that lived in the area, they would 100% be invited.
2: Well, or if you want to take a
0: train ride down to Virginia,
2: one day soon we'll have a national Madonna get together mm. somewhere, somehow.
1: I'm yeah, projecting. Yeah, some sort of I'm Tanya We need to bring yes. it back. <laughs> yes. Did you guys go to the
0: like the Maddie Fest like in the 90s? Mm-hmm.
1: No, 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 I, I, I mean, young. that's the
2: stuff of lore, you know?
0: <laughs> no, I, wait, uh, now I feel I was, really old. <laughs> I
2: know, I was too uninformed. I mean, these are things that I would hear about after the fact, and uh, I'm like, how do, how do people find out about this, you know? And, I
0: don't even remember how I found it. I think it was, like, in the back of a magazine or, or something mm, like that. Um, it actually may have been in the back of an Icon magazine, where it was impossible. advertising it. Yeah, I could see it. Or
1: the back of, like, Honcho or something. Yeah. And you you literally had to write a letter
0: to somebody that would then send you information because, you know, the internet wasn't like,
2: yes.
0: (laughs) And I went to one in Michigan and then I think either, I think it was maybe two years later, I went to the one in New York. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's when I saw Donna DeLore perform by herself Mm -hmm. for the first time. Nice. Promoting her bliss album. The first cover, not the second cover.
2: Right. (laughs) Well, Stefan, I think it's time for my favorite part of the podcast.
1: Oh, you you know what it is, Wayne. As a a listener of our podcast, you know that everyone gets their own little lightning round. So this is just wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now. It does not have to be where you're going to be in a week or where you were last week. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's just quick off the top of your head. Wherever you're at tonight, favorite Madonna song? Vogue. Favorite Madonna music video? Uh,
0: Express Yourself. No, Rain. Mm. No, oh, No, Stop um, it. Express Similar. Yourself. Express, Similar.
1: Uh, express Yourself. Okay. <laughs> Favorite Madonna tour? Bond Ambition. Favorite Madonna movie? Ooh.
2: Little Sparrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, uh, I'll go with desperately seeking Susan
1: favorite Madonna look. And it could be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot.
0: One look that I don't think gets enough credit is. So, you know how they express yourself hair with the, the blonde Bob and she's wearing like yes. a leather coat and the, the Jean cutoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and she's walking around the city. There's a period of time and I've, I've tried to track this hair chronological timeline, but I, I can't, but, um, there was a point in time where she looked like that, but she also had brown hair. So she had brown hair in the bob, similar to the Express Yourself video. And she's wearing that black leather coat and those cutoff oh, jeans. Interesting. And I don't, I just kind of like, like seeing that transition because it was so weird with Like a Prayer where most of her videos she had blonde hair, but on the single covers it was, mm-hmm. it, she had brown hair for pretty yeah, much all of yeah. them. So it was like, I was really obsessed with her hair, going from brown to blonde to brown like throughout this 89 mm-hmm. 90 journey
2: no i remember that that was around the time i i think it was around the time that she did the uh Truth or Dare premieres and her hair started to change yeah. in colors yep. and yeah it was very brief but i wish she'd stuck with it but you know
0: we get what we can from brown hair madonna
2: Wayne thank you so much for joining us this has been a long time coming I always love a crossover and um, I love being able to share listeners and I hope that you guys take the time to listen to Wayne's podcast which is just the best Um, so why don't you tell us and everyone else where we can find you on social and um, you can give us all the fake Instagram accounts too. <laughs> you can find
0: me on Instagram at Madonna get together. Or if you're interested in seeing my personal pictures, <laughs> W Parker music. Um, and you can find my podcast on all listening platforms and, um, but it's it's hosted on Podbean.
1: Uh, yes, and remember, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MLVC Podcast. You can donate to the podcast to help keep us going. We're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast, or you can also subscribe become a patron at patron.podbean.com forward slash MLVC Podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel because we will have lots of fun content there. The after show, don't want to miss it. But yeah, Wayne, thanks so much for coming on the show. This Thank you,
0: and I'm gonna have you guys on.
1: Oh, so, I can't wait. Oh, We're gonna set love a return so. crossover. Yeah, I, I would love, love it if you return the favor. I can't wait.
2: I love being a guest, and um, yeah, I yeah, to hear myself. That's Tony's
1: me. favorite favorite <laughs> thing in the world is to be a, another guest on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I he do. Moon, I love it. moonlights all the time. <laughs>
2: all the time. But yeah, and uh, once again, thanks, Wayne, and. Thanks to you guys, the listeners. Um, We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing from you guys on the live show. And yeah, we look forward to some more. Talk to you guys soon. See you soon, guys. Bye. This is my best friend, Liz Rosenberg. (laughs) (laughs) Linda, don't talk to me. I'm having a bad hair day.